Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. and welcome on into this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by Megan Gailey. Last week I made fun of her for being a big fat loser. This week she was the lone wolf. She was the only one in the extra point staff who had picked the Kansas City Chiefs. And Megan, you are going to the Super Bowl. Yep. And yeah, and I, I had them in, you know, we get our email t- to submit our picks and I had the chiefs and then I was like, no, uh, every like conventional wisdom says the Bengals. And then I was like, no, my gut says the chiefs. I'm not counting this team out. And I was right. I will say I've only been paid by like half of um, half of the extra. Yeah, I didn't staff. pay. Yet. Sorry, I, I'm not paying Martin because he lost your football. But wow. um, I will pay you. So I, I do owe you twenty dollars. I feel like you maybe have the reason to. Eddie was the very first one to pay me. So just like to have that on the record, I've got these like I'm borrowing CJ's headphones. Do you see that I also have artwork behind me now? I do. I love this artwork. Before we had like a nice little view of the ugly home that is next door to you. And now we have Lucas Oil Stadium. It looks like some mountains in the background there. Maybe a picture or two of your little guy Conrad. Conrad! I love it. The place is really, really shaping up. I'm a big fan. Oh boy. All right. We are now post the championship games. Let's dive into our Morans and Menches of this week. Lots to choose from on, on both angles. Um, Megan, wait, okay. I'm seeing that we, that we I changed have... a little bit of a thing. <laughs> I, um, I got a little confused. So sometimes it is difficult because we do have the same name and it is spelled the same way. Yeah. And the C and the G, those letters look very similar. They do. Right? Obviously they do. it's just, so when, when I put my mensch or my moron into the rundown, I initially put Pat Bev. And wow. then when I went to go put in my mensch, I noticed that there was another Pat Bev written. Yeah. You yeah. wrote it, but I yes. thought, oh my God, I put moron and mensch in the wrong spot. So no. now we have to have a debate here on Megan Fun of Sports. So I'm just yeah. going to start off. I have two morons of the week. My first moron, my gut instinct, is to go with Patrick Beverly, who wow. is on Megan Gailey's fantasy basketball I, team. I've actually released him. <gasps> he, yes. He wasn't scoring. This is like a week ago. He just wasn't scoring any points. And I picked up another Pacers player. I have like seven Pacers players. And then since I dropped him, he's he's really gone off. And Yeah, and, I was going to say, I feel like you need to keep us posted um, on your team and your my transactions. Because yeah. Pat Bev, um, I, I'm just more concerned about like the culture in your team's locker room. The culture's good. The culture's okay. good. We, we won last week. Um, no, the, everybody vibes. Everybody's really having a good time. Now, tell me why you chose Pat Bev as your moron. Because one woman's mensch is another woman's moron. Correct. So, here we so are. So, now we can all agree that the NBA officials totally botched this call. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it happened Saturday evening as the Celtics were playing the Lakers. I love that this game has some heat building, right? There's, like, a lot of tension growing between this 
and um, the refs botched the call. It was a clear foul. Jason Tatum fouls LeBron James, um, and it ends up sending the game into overtime. The refs don't mm-hmm. call it. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron is beside himself with this yeah. call. I think even Celtics fans, as obnoxious as they are, they can admit that that was a missed call. Everybody yeah. can admit that it's a missed call. And right before this happened, Pat Bev had an unbelievable dunk, which I didn't even know Pat Bev could dunk. So congrats to Pat Bev. And it he's been hitting point. threes. Like, he he's really been backing up his antics with his play. He sure has. So during the timeout, before the Celtics and the Lakers were going to overtime, Patrick Beverly runs over to the sideline mm-hmm. and grabs a photographer's camera. Nice camera. And shows the ref the picture that this is a foul. And rightfully mm-hmm. so, the official teed up Pat Bev. Mm-hmm. And now we begin overtime with Jason Tatum at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers start in a hole. Mm-hmm. So I nominate Pat Bev for moron of the week because mm-hmm. one, his antics are always moronic. And I understand mm-hmm. he was right. The refs missed the call. But mm-hmm. now he's acting like an a-hole and his team has to start in a hole because he decided to go and do this. So he's my moron of the week for that reason. And I agree, the refs missed the call, all of those things, but it was moronic to do this. I, um, and he was my mensch because it was so funny. (laughs) And like, I don't think the photographer had a, a snapshot, like a freeze frame of Jason Tatum fouling LeBron Pat Bev just, he he's in it for the antics. And he's been doing this all season. He called Chris Paul short as they were losing by like 25. Um, he's, con- I mean, he's, he, he, last week he hit his hand like, Dame, where are you? And then he took off the watch and put it down. Like, he is doing improv. And I would think, Megan, as someone who is an aspiring, <laughs> yes, ander, you would be able to appreciate, you go, look at this object work he's doing. The Lakers... They, they lose. That's their M.O. So, like, of course they're going to start in a hole. They're already in a hole. Even if he hadn't had a technical foul, they're going into overtime, and their star player was just reeling on the floor as if he was in a telenovela. Like, they're in a hole. He, so, LeBron really did look like he was in a telenovela. Telenovela. It was, it was so great. The thing that was actually nice for me is that I had two shows that night, and so I watched it go to overtime, and then I left to go to my shows and I did not have to see the Lakers lose. And by the time I got home, CJ was like, not over it, but watching SNL. So maybe that's why I'm able to look at it glass half full. Um, I, I'd also like to nominate Taylor uh, Sirianni for our Mensch of the Week. Oh, wait, so we're on Mensch or are we still on Moron? I'm so I don't confused. know. I'm confused. I'm confused because there really is this fine line. I did have two Morons. So my first Moron was Pat Bev. We just explained what he did. My other Moron um, is Joey Bosa. And so Joey yeah. Bosa, he's he's obviously at the NFC Championship game supporting the Eagles, and he's getting heckled by Philly fans. And I just think whenever you're anybody of a public figure that is not from Philly, you're going to get heckled by Philly fans. So you mm-hmm. can't like add fuel to the fire. We can't put gasoline on this fire. And that's exactly what Joey Bosa did. So um, 
like fans are heckling him as he's walking into like the area where people enter to go into a suite and um he decides to chirp back which like there's no winning for this there's absolutely right. no winning but what he said was um i mean i did chuckle a little bit he said to the the philly fans who were filming him what are you gonna do snapchat that one to your butt buddies mm. which is like not really a great roast and no. obviously he's gonna get trolled on the internet but and on, he also Joey, called come up him with a better roast like to he, your butt buddies come he on. also called him poor too yes. <laughs> like he was and like you're he, poor and it's like joey you've won you're in the nfl um just take that take that w i like like at first his girlfriend she was or whoever that gal and she had really cool platform shoes whoever she was she was like laughing and then like he really started heated and she's like okay honey like let's uh (laughs) let's let's move it along you've got money on the line to lose all right Um, so do you have a moron we'll get to our mentions and we can talk all about taylor sirianni because i have thoughts okay great so my moron is anyone being mean to Joseph Osai, who is the Bengals player who had the unnecessary, late hit, yeah. late hit, unnecessary roughness call. Um, don't be mean to him. I think it's great. Like I've since seen his own teammate Jermaine Pratt, who was like obviously heated in the in in the tunnel, which I think is like pretty understandable. It's like yeah. a lot was happening. I don't know if you, you, it's not great to yell at your teammate. He's since apologized and been like, I'm human. I was rumped up, but I'm also willing to say that I was wrong. And you know, here at Megan fun of sports, we love when someone can admit fault. That is mm-hmm. actually probably my number one thing to get me horned up. If someone could go, I was wrong. I go a king, a king, a queen. <laughs> um, but then his teammate stood there with him um, after I believe it was B.J. Hill. Let me double check my angel's name. It is B.J. Hill because that's going to okay. be my, he gets my mensch of the okay, week. Great. So there you okay. go. Okay. So B.J. Hill stood there and was like, I'll be here to field questions with you. And I think that is a, a real teammate. We saw Osai sobbing on the sideline. 22 mm-hmm. years old. This is his first playoff like see this is his first nfl season going to the playoffs what's he supposed to do is he supposed to let up it's like the game is on the line to go to the super bowl is on the line i think it's a bs call i was very upset with it but i'm on his side okay it's easy Eddie, for us to sit at home though and go what an idiot of but course the magnitude of that moment you're one play away from a stop going to overtime and going to the super bowl it's really hard to let up and obviously again boneheaded call easy for us on the couch to sit there and not not boneheaded call boneheaded move for him like Mahomes was out of bounds I know but, but he's, it's hard emotional emotional moment and he said um, I gotta get to the quarterback I gotta get to that catch-up lover okay exactly. Eddie Eddie you come in give us your mention a lot of overlap a lot of overlap this week yeah, my man, B.J. Hill, because of what you said, he stood next to his teammate. I mean, he was a former Giant. He, he was a great guy, a guy that the Giants should never let go. David Gettleman's uh, bad job at GM caused that for him to go to the Bengals. But saying that like Osai plays the game 100 miles per hour constantly, even in practice, he doesn't expect anything different. I think that was awesome for him to say that. And I know some people think, you know, you got to call the penalty because it's a late hit. I don't agree. I think Thank that. Thank you. Eddie doesn't want any penalties. Just Me too. But, but, think about it, but, 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 Megan, but Megan, the NFL has been around, you know, the, the, the NFC, AFC merged like 
that is not it's called that's not called a penalty more years of the NFL's existence than than years of existence. But that that's been a rule that's really only come in the last few years because of the overprotection of the quarterback or the overprotection of the person with the football. And I definitely think Mahomes with his bum ankle may have sold it a little bit. I mean, again, you're running full speed. Your job is to make sure the player goes out of bounds. I just don't understand how they expect him to pull up. Pulling up going full speed causes non-contact injuries. So I, I, I think it's almost a day. 300 pounds. We're right. talking about physics here. And it's one of those things where it's like I, a holding could be called on every single play. So when you see a holding call, you go, well, they needed something like I, the, I, Eddie. Eddie and I are sharing a brain at this point. We're simpatico. Okay, Eddie, while you're with us, share. Uh, give us your moron this My week. moron is, uh, this is an easy one. It's the Empire State Building. Um, the Empire State Building, flash green and white uh, for the Eagles, for them winning. And because we know they don't do that for the Jets winning that often. And the other one is um, uh, when they flashed it, uh, was it red and yellow for the Chiefs winning? And they, they want to play both sides. They want to give thanks to the teams that won and, and give them praise. To me, it's just like you're the Empire State Building. Empire State is New York. You're not New a York. building for the country. You're a building for the state of New York. Like, I just don't understand why brands and companies feel the need to try to appease everyone. It's okay to be the iconic uh, building and the iconic symbol of New York State. You don't have to appease Philadelphia fans who we hate. And Chiefs fans are irrelevant. Kansas City is irrelevant in New York City. So that, to me, was a, a strange move. People think they were trolling, whatever it is. You just pissed off a lot of people, and it was a really dumb move. So the easy, easy moron of the week, Empire State Building. We this need is... more hate in sports. I mean, like, Megan and I do it when the Patriots play the Colts. We obviously have our rivalry week. Yeah. And if any cities are going to have rivalries, it's got to be Philly and New York. This is a terrible job by the Empire State Building. They should do a cap of consequences situation when the Eagles play the Giants or the Eagles play the Jets. I, I absolutely hate this. Like, New I York, just... stop, stop supporting... Philadelphia teams. Thank you. I just like any, this type of drama is like so fun. It's like when mayors are like, I, we bet crab cakes. Like, I don't know. They're like, I just love the drama around like buildings and symbols. Oh, it, it tickles me. Okay. Megan, did you get your, did you get your more on yet? Week, and I think this Mench. is like a podcast mensch of the week yeah. is Taylor Sirianni. Um, Absolutely hilarious. During her father, Nick Sirianni's press conference after the Eagles won the NFC Championship game, he is sitting at the podium with his three children. Oldest is a boy, middle daughter Taylor is a girl, and then youngest is a little boy. boy. And I love it because Taylor is totally me. She is stirring the pot like Mm -hmm. nobody's business, mocking her father, doing the hand antics, getting her brothers going, and mid Mid answer, Nick looks at her and is like, Taylor, stop. Taylor, stop. And then the brothers start laughing and Taylor starts doing it even more. I love this. Taylor, you are a queen. It also reminded me of you, Megan, because you are um, the only girl with yeah. two brothers. And I'm yeah. sure you had a lot of situations like this. I wasn't ever stirring. If anything, I'm the youngest, the little boy who goes, like, he's like, I want to laugh, but I know I'm going to get in trouble. I loved him. I, he was like... Um, Nick, what do you think's going to happen, though? Like, kids kids at press conferences, they're there to distract. Like, if anything, I'm like, bring them up when you lose. When you win, be like, get out of here. This is daddy's moment. But, like, when, yeah, they're up there to be funny and cute. I I love hearing his dad tone. Like, I thought he was about to start counting. You know, like, one, 
two, because once you get to two, it's a wrap for some of these kids. Do, two does and any a half. parent <gasps> ever get to three? Yeah. I saw a nanny last week. It was so funny. She was trying to get, we went to story time. It was hilarious. It was all nannies and then CJ and me, time of my life. And she was like, one, two, and then the boys started to come back. And then she goes, three, just to really scare him. And then he went, ah! I was in the grocery store this week and I heard a mother tell her son, you are down to your last straw. And if we get to that last straw, you will not be going to the water park. Oh, if you got the water park taken away, like you're in, if you can't go to Great Wolf Lodge, you did something messed up. One time Um, when I was babysitting, um, the kids I was babysitting just really irked me. And I was there for a whole week while mom and dad were in Mexico. And I took two kids. A week? Yeah, whole week I was watching these kids. And um, I was I in college. No. Um, we were bowling on a Friday and they could not get along and they could not behave. And I don't think they really thought that we would leave the bowling alley. And guess what we did? Mid bowling. We left game, the bowling alley. We left the bowling alley. I, I felt really mean, but you know what? Got the message across. Um, I was bowling just like a week and a half ago and a kid was so upset with his brother, he picked up a piece of pizza and threw it down the lane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bowling alleys, they've seen, they've seen some, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, yes, I was two and oh this week. I go in swings. Um, Eddie, oh and two. That's okay. Megan, one and one. Megan Connolly is still leading our podcast. So it looks like you will be the Megan Fun of Sports winner. Which honestly is, is a joke because our podcast is dead last out of all extra point staffs. You so are I am the, the winner of the losers. Of course. And and that's a beautiful thing too. Um, the prop quiz winner was Connor Tickets. Nine right. Congratulations to you, Connor. Um, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back. We're going to go X's and O's, sort of. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and so much more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OMAHAFULL. That's O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. And place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. But if you don't, you'll get your stake right back as a free bet. Must be 21 plus. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. 
in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we are back to talk NFL. And I just want to get this out of the way. Right at the top, right at the top. I know you and Eddie are on the same wavelength here as far as officiating goes. And I don't want to spend a whole podcast ripping the refs. So we can agree here that there were some calls that were annoying. Um... Mm -hmm. Especially in the 49ers-Eagles game. There was a catch that really wasn't a catch by Mm -hmm. Devonta Smith. And I have to give credit here to the Eagles. Because they knew it wasn't a catch. And what did they do? They got up there quickly and they snapped the ball. We see this happen all the time. And I don't think you can specifically blame that one on the refs. I think it's a heads-up play by the Eagles. We all thought it was a catch, too. Like, all of Twitter did. They were, like, even on the broadcast booth. From one, from the very first angle, it was a catch. I think it's good on Devontae Smith. He knew it wasn't. Um, And he said, hurry up, Hurry up, we gotta go, we gotta go. And there's so many teams that screw up that hurry up, so good job for Philly that they didn't screw it up. Um, The 49ers were dealt the worst hand of cards you could possibly be dealt. Obviously, Trey Lance gets injured. Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured. Brock Purdy seems to be the savior. He's having a Brady-like story. And he gets hurt, hit in the elbow. And they're just left in this situation where they're down to their fourth-string quarterback. Fourth string. Which is unbelievable. Their defense is playing so aggressive because they're trying to turn defense into offense. And what happened, they played extremely sloppy. There were a lot of flags. It was a disgusting game to watch. But I have to be honest, and they even said this on the broadcast, the majority of those calls were legitimate. So I know Eddie hates the refs and he doesn't he doesn't agree with me, which is fine. I'm just not spending a whole podcast talking about the refs. So there Can it is. We, we address the situation. But you're the, the only in the room. But you're the only one who got to talk about it. Okay, go can ahead. It, we can, talk. Go ahead. can it be that if you're down to your fourth string, it's like, listen, we're gonna let some calls go. That's what I would like from a viewer standpoint, because 31 to 7 for an NFC type title game is a stinker. It was. Um, and we got of a good game and we only they, had three left. They then do we have three left? Well, we did. Yes. Oh, now okay. I was, I said, Oh no, Megan's counting the pro bowl. Um, <laughs> they, then they, then Josh Johnson went out. And so we had Christian McCaffrey taking some snap snaps. I must said snacks. We are down to like 
peewee little giants. Let's throw everything at it. Brock Purdy eventually comes in. He cannot throw, though. He has a torn UCL. He's going to be out for six months. So all he can do is hand the ball off. I said, this isn't fair. I didn't like it. I did love how they cut over to Jimmy Garoppolo on the sideline. Obviously, he broke his foot. They thought he was maybe going to return in the playoffs. It clearly didn't happen. He, I think he didn't want to. I think he's he like, He looked so hot on the sideline, just smiling away. His team Why is he smiling? Beat down because he's going to he be smiling? a free agent and he's going to get paid. And he said, I'm out of here. He might be the most unlucky, lucky SOB alive because he always gets hurt, but somehow or another, he always gets paid and he still ends up looking so happy okay. doing it. Well, now while we're there, what do you think Brock Purdy out six months, which is not a ton of time since it'll all be off season. It, it's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, as you said, Jimmy G, who knows where he's going, maybe the runways of Paris. Uh, what do the 49ers do at this point? And I hear blame going towards them of like, they should have had a better option backing up Brock Purdy, but it's like, I don't know if that's possible. How like, could they foresee that this was going to happen? Uh, yeah, I don't season, think so. You know? Um, I feel bad for Josh Johnson. You know, I love to feel bad for people. Uh, comedy has a very, very funny Josh Johnson story where a, a Josh Johnson got confused for another Josh Johnson, and this really brought it all back uh, full circle for me. What do you think uh, John Lynch and the 49ers do? Um, well, first of all, torn UCL, right? He's going to have to have Tommy John surgery, right? And now, Tommy John surgery isn't a career ender. In fact, a lot of baseball players get better after Tommy John surgery. Like how it's like rookie of the year, you know? It's like they get that. Yeah, but now, whereas before, if they would have won and they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, I think without question, the 49ers have to look to Brock Purdy for the future. Mm -hmm. Now this opens the door for a competition which probably long-term is better for the 49ers because they invested so much into getting Trey Lance. They traded up to get that pick. And we really haven't seen much at all of Trey Lance. So now they'll really get a clear idea on who is the better quarterback. And really what I think it is, I think Kyle Shanahan is is the best thing they have going for them. You think Kyle Shanahan is the best quarterback? And he's like, listen, I'll just play. I think Um, you can make it work with with anybody. You throw a guy in there. You're predicting they keep both of them and have some sort of quarterback competition going into camp. Yeah, I do. Mm, And I think that will be the best thing for their organization. Drama, I like it. Because say they move on from Trey Lance, right? And Brock Purdy, this was just truly lightning in a bottle and he's not what we we saw these last eight weeks or however long it was. I think this now will give them a clearer look. I like that we're focusing on the team that lost here because we're going to, we have this... Uh, even next week's podcast to talk about the Eagles who were so dominant, very good. They, Jalen Hurts, handsome. I mean, we saw Philly fans falling through bus stops, like Philly gonna Philly. And the vibe seemed really fun. They they were celebrating like basically in the start of the third quarter because it felt Ugh. that, that Philly definitive. Um, we just have so much for them. I mean, they were in the yeah. World Series. Now they're in the Super Bowl. The Sixers are doing well again. All we can really hope for at this moment is that all three Philly teams make it to the championship, to the finals, to all of the things. And, and that they lose? Wow. Yeah. That's uh, vicious of you. The you Rockies- hate Philly too. 
Do I? I don't I know. I can't keep up with you because some days you I know. hate and then the next day you feel bad for hating. Well, I've had nice times in Philadelphia, but uh, as a people, I go, this, these can't, these aren't humans. Um, okay. One of my dearest friends from work, he has the cutest little daughter. She's two years old. Her name is Olivia. Sends me a picture of her in a Jalen Hurts jersey. Cute. Getting ready for the game. She's holding a little toy eagle. And I just responded. It is truly a travesty that your daughter is going to grow up to throw batteries at people it's it's sad she's adorable it's i know a lot of i have a lot of eagles fans friends and i really like them and i love a philly cheesesteak okay before we move on from this game i need to get your thoughts on christian mccaffrey well so i have interviewed christian mccaffrey he did not warm to me let's say um and then i saw him very much warm to a different female reporter and so I go okay so it's more like Christian McCaffrey didn't like me so I don't like him (laughs) are you asking me about him as a football player no but I said to my husband when I was watching the game I said Christian McCaffrey now here's a guy with a punchable face and he's so boring when I was saying it and he said I thought you were gonna say Christian McCaffrey now here's a hunk no I said absolutely not he's not my type he don't do it for me no but he, like, I understand how he does it for some people, but not me. He's just, yeah, I mean, he does it for people that, like, got married at 19 to their boyfriend who's in the <laughs> Marines. Um, like, he, yeah, he's just so bland to me. Really, like, if you can't even be in a Subway commercial, we're talking a lack of personality. Um, really on the God Squad. You know, that's a turnoff for me. Totally. <laughs> I'm glad we're in sync yes. on our Christian McCaffrey thoughts. I think he's an incredible football player, though. <laughs> Absolutely. And he makes something out of nothing. Extremely athletic. Very I, fun to watch. I bet he hates San Francisco. I bet he is like, what is... He heard Tenderloin. He goes, I like Tenderloin. And then he went down there and said, uh-oh, we got a problem. <laughs> um, okay. Now, moving to the second game, which was much more exciting. They had to make it more exciting. They said, pull the levers, make it happen. The Chiefs, it eked it out. It felt like it was going to go to overtime. That was sort of how it was trending. Patrick Mahomes was able to not be fully mobile, but have incredible numbers given that he was on a leg and a half with his high ankle sprain. Now, the reason I picked the Chiefs is I'm like, I don't think you can ever count this Chiefs team out. Like, even even though the Bengals beat them last year and, and they've, like I guess they went to they've been to five straight AFC championship games very impressive like they find a way to win Travis Kelsey finds a way to get open the defense makes stops when they need to like they really just are a team that it's not always pretty they don't really blow people out but they do find a way to win and and that's why my gut went with them and I'm the smartest person alive now Mahomes will have two weeks to heal this ankle I think that's huge and for it was him. Already reported yesterday that his ankle is in, I'm putting air quotes here, in good condition. He's, All right. he's not normal. And that's I what know. I think we really need to get down to this year because he's, you know, heading in. The line is moving all over. Everybody's on the Bengals. It's like, how is Mahomes going to play with a high ankle sprain? Everybody's talking about the time that they had a high ankle sprain or their kid had a high ankle sprain and it's never going to work out. <laughs> but this that. is Patrick effing Mahomes. He's just built differently and I truly think someone like him he recovers differently and mentally 
even if it does hurt, he just figures out a way to tell his body that it doesn't and he plays through it. Yeah, I also think he's just so good where it's like you can tie a hand behind his back and he'll still find a way. He wasn't able to like take off and and run for a bunch of first downs, but he was still mobile in the in the pocket more so than yeah. more so than guys that have two good ankles. Uh the uh, Joe Burrow looked not Joe Burrow like two interceptions um the offensive line which I I thought the offensive line was going to struggle against the Bills it did finally catch up to them I believe they allowed five sacks they did have two offensive line starters out they that was the question at the beginning of the season when they were really struggling and it seemed that they came together but then it, it it's like you couldn't I don't know. It, 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 the the Chiefs, which I don't think we think of their defense, especially their defensive line, as being this dominant. But Chris Jones is able to make these stops when needed. And I love him. He played he really, out of his mind. I could yeah. not believe that in the first quarter, I believe it was, that was his first sack this year in the playoffs. He ended up having two on the game. But he he was the game. He was a disruptor all night long. Um yeah, I mean, that going into Arrowhead and playing there um, is tough on its own. And especially mm-hmm. the Bengals had this whole mantra of this is Burrowhead, this is Burrowhead. And then in the postgame interview with Patrick Mahomes and Tracy Wolfson after the Chiefs won the game, Travis Kelsey crashes the interview and says, Burrowhead, my this is Mahomes' place. And I, again, we got we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. I love these rivalries. I love this, this spiteful, like these things yeah. get, get under people's skin. He called the Cincinnati me. mayor a jabroni. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now that brings us, I, I just want to make sure we get to this topic. This is the Kelsey Bowl. You know, we always need storylines. It, it, it's also... Andy Reid of present versus Andy Reid of past obviously came from the Eagles. We need um, something to search for it. And it feels like the Kelsey brothers, Jason on the Eagles, Travis on the Chiefs. Uh, I We have well-documented. We love the mom. It, it, she We saw the jersey that it's like part Chiefs, part Eagles. They're from Cleveland. You know I got a soft spot for men from Cleveland. Uh, Eddie writes in the rundown not a Kelsey Brothers fan. And I'd like I'd like Eddie to come in and I don't know if uh, debate us, but Megan, I'm guessing you're pro Kelsey Brothers. Of course I'm pro Kelsey yeah. Brothers, especially they love wrestling. How could I not love the Kelsey Brothers? They are fantastic. And I want to know what Mama Kelsey, what kind of prenatal vitamin she took because... Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, to have two sons playing in the NFL I against know. each other in the Super Bowl, Mama, let us know, girlfriend. I don't let think Eddie, know. Eddie, do you not want to come in? Oh, oh no! I can talk is. about it. No, I, don't, I, I, I just, uh, I mean, Travis Kelsey just is a little over the top for me. Like the reality TV shows, like I can do without uh, that. Love it. And I think if I had to pick one, obviously Jason Kelsey's, you know, the more of like the the burly blue collar guy. But I think he tries to push that persona so hardcore because of how his brother acts. It's almost like okay, you could you could also drop the act. I just, you know, Dave said on minus three yesterday. He he said the the Kelsey 
Kelsey brothers excitement level kind of gets him at like Jim versus John Harbaugh levels in the Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm kind of with him on that. Like there's really no extra juice for me because they're they're facing off. It doesn't really do much. Oh, no. It The face off does truly nothing. It's just like we have to have Super Bowl storylines to talk about. I guess they will. Wait, no, Jason's an offensive lineman, so they won't even be on the field at the same time. But uh, Travis and and the show Catching Kelsey, I was a big fan. I I have since met Travis, love him. Truly, we have a, I have a friend who is his best friend. And so I ride like pretty hard for them. And so I saw him at the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, the one that we referenced a lot that we were both there, but not together. And I go, oh, my God, I watched all of Catching Kelsey in the week after Trump got elected. And and Travis goes, you must have been really sad. And I go, I was. <laughs> oh, he's a dream. I, but I Eddie, I totally feel NFL you. all brothers, this is probably as interesting a duo you're gonna get the most charismatic and they're like they're both famous you know like it's like an offensive lineman a tight end very rarely is an offensive lineman famous but he's such a personality and them as a duo together I really do like them Uh, yes they are they are to me the Watt brothers with charisma it's like with some fun with some outfits with with some singing this and I don't think that they're putting on a show like I truly think think this is how they are now this would be the Gronkowski brothers I mean the Gronkowski brothers would take over but Gronk is the only one good enough to truly have an NFL career the other ones jumped around practice squads and whatnot but Gronk um, Gronk was reading off a teleprompter here I said teleprompter Gronk was reading off of a teleprompter on Sunday and Megan it was so I was like, so, like, it was like watching a kid at a t-ball game for the first time. Like, I'm like, ah, does he get it? And he got it. And then he like stuck the nail. He, he, he stuck the landing and it was like, you could see him. He was like, I just read, <laughs> I just read, I read on TV. And we were all I like, I love when yes. Gronk gets proud of himself because yeah. it happens sometimes in press conferences. It happens sometimes like reading the teleprompter. Um, obviously like, it doesn't happen as much in the football game. Cause that's when he's like, Oh, Gronk catch football. Oh, Gronk block mm-hmm. player. Oh, Gronk do this. Like, I think that's how his brain works. So whenever he has to really compose a complete thought or a full sentence, when he's done, he gets this childlike grin where he's like, ah, ah. Yes. Um, so lots more to talk about n- next week on the pod, looking forward to the Super Bowl. Some, some other tidbits around the NFL, uh, Kellen Moore was released of his duties by the Cowboys of, as offensive coordinator. He has now been picked by the Chargers to be their offensive coordinator. Now that's a punchable face. He is, he is like, I, I go, how do you even know about football? Like he looks like a lacrosse coach who got arrested for doing something bad. Um, but happy that he landed somewhere. The Colts, there's this, they're obviously hiring a head coach and like they are, I believe they gave seven candidates a second interview. And it's like, I don't need to know all of this. And maybe it's because Jeff Saturday's still in there and it's like really causing me stress. But I'm like, I don't need to know all seven candidates that are getting a second round. Let me know when you hire someone because I don't like, 
I don't like this sort of bachelor-esque, like, and now we're on to round two of the Colts coaching circuit. It's like, I don't I care. I do wish they would make a TV show, The Bachelor Coaching Do that. Career. And I do, that. do think Indy would be a great place for it because I think one of the reasons all of this information is creeping out about who they're interviewing is because they're going to hire Jeff Saturday. And then it's going to come out and be like, we were very thorough, but this is the one. But I there do, are, I like the idea there. I want a bachelor coaching hire yeah. thing. Like, I want to see what happens when they go into the suite, right? Like, who gets to go into the fantasy suite with Jim Irsay? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, apparently when Jim Irsay went to McDaniel's house, he went into the fantasy suite, which was just McDaniel's, like... <laughs> powder room and and had some fun um yeah I do think they're probably I think Jim Irsay desperately wants to hire Jeff Saturday and everyone around him is going please don't do that it, it's like it, like everyone's gonna be mad at you and he's like I don't care <laughs> oh boy probably um, the biggest non um game action story right now around the NFL is that the pack that the Packers are actively trying to trade Aaron Rodgers, Please. and it seems like he could end up with the New York Jets, especially after the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. Now, we all thought last year that Aaron Rodgers was going to go to the Broncos. They hired Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously, that didn't work out, and it was a total train wreck of a hire, train wreck of a season for Rodgers. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe we shouldn't go And a train wreck for Russell Wilson. It's like no one, no one in that situation had a good time. So, um, Aaron Rodgers in New York, this sounds, um, like a reality TV show that we all need to watch and for entertainment value, I hope it happens. Yeah. I just like want him out of Green Bay. I want it to, I want it to happen sooner rather than later because it's like, I don't actually care, but like I do because we have to hear about it constantly. It's like when a couple needs to break up, it's like, you hate them. They hate you. I don't want to go to dinner with you anymore. Okay, break up, move on your ways, get Jordan Love in the driver's seat, go wherever you got to go. Honey, get your ayahuasca, get your edibles, find you 18 new girlfriends that don't want to shave their armpits, but leave me out of it. I just want to see Aaron Rodgers with the New York media. I think it's going to be a total disaster if it happens, but... That does sound hey, fun. I mean, it's going to cost the Jets a lot of money. They haven't had a quarterback in a very long time. So it is enticing for the Jets. Um, okay, let's take a quick break, and then there's a few other sports stories we want to get to. Okay, we're back. I know we mentioned this Pat Bev Lakers fiasco. I do want to just read a, a, a short snippet. This was the ref's response to getting the call wrong. Um, so they acknowledge, yes, we got the call wrong. The The reality is like, okay, so it would have been a shooting foul. LeBron James, not great at shooting free throws. And I know that because I have to watch a lot of Lakers. Um, but the refs felt really bad. I mean, in a, I'll just read it. Like everyone else, referees make mistakes, the union wrote. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. <laughs> this play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. 
I feel so bad for all of those referees oh. and their loved ones who are currently dealing with sleepless sleepless nights. nights. They said, "I can't." Oh my god! This January no call, where then they got to go to overtime. It's uh, it, it's it, gut wrenching. Come on, they're trolling. They're trolling, right? They're being like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's insane. It, this letter was insane. At this point, come on, like gut wrenching, sleepless nights. This was on CNN. I go CNN. I know you have other stuff to be covering. I I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's something going on in Russia that you could touch down <laughs> on. Um, Novak Djokovic won the Australian Open. I just um, John like Moran's dad has another courtside incident, and it also had to do with the Indianapolis Pacers once again. This is the second time this month that our guy T. Morant has um, been caught here. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, T. Morant, Jaws' dad, and Jaws' friend D. Tap mm-hmm. um, apparently mm-hmm. told Andrew Nemhart um, to shut up, or T. No, Andrew Nemhart told T. Morant and D-Tap to shut up. And Valid. T and D-Tap wanted, wanted nothing to, to do with it. Fight so Andrew they started um, going <clears throat> at it again. So before we had LeVar Ball as the NBA's most annoying yeah. dad, is T. Morant creeping into that zone? Yeah. T. Morant is giving me Jackson Mahomes vibes. Where it's I like you're, so you're kind of distracting. Not kind of. You are distracting from... Your son, um, and all the brilliant things he's doing, and like you see, I don't know. There's something about T. Morant I love. Like he's obviously like old school. Well, it's and because funny. he's hot, and I was just gonna say the no. reason he's getting away with this is because he looks like Usher. If you are he, a ten out of ten total smoke show, you can get away with whatever the hell you want. You are calling T. Morant a ten. He's hot. He's wow. a dilf. No, I find I do not find him. To okay, be a fine. 10. We'll give him a nine. Okay, <laughs> but. Couple drinks in me, he's a 10. Andrew Nemhart is who is now on my fantasy team instead of Pat Bev. So, this is a real, you know, my team name is Mather and Mama. Um, this is a big. Okay. Oh, okay. So, Stetson Bennett was arrested for public intox. That is the Georgia quarterback. I bet you're thinking, is he old enough to drink? Yeah, he's, he's 45. 27. He's 45. He can drink. Um, Eddie sent us the video. This is what's funny. That is actually not the video. That is a five-year-old video of Baker Mayfield getting arrested that has now been resurfacing because people are saying it's the Stetson Bennett public intox arrest. Woo! In the world fun. Wow. Um, Elsewhere in NCAA football, Nick Saban rejects players who wanted over a million dollars in NIL deals. All right, Saban. Do as I say, not as I do. You've made so much money. I... You're in commercials. You're in commercials with a damn duck. So, um, okay. And then Purdue, back number one in men's and basketball. And it was unanimous. This is the first time this season they were unanimously, unanimously, that is a tough word to say. Jesus, unanimously. Like um, mm-hmm. Unanimously voted number one in the poll. 
Um, I had a great time Saturday following along to college basketball. There were a lot of upsets and I had multiple parlays in and I would just like to give a big F you to TCU okay. who screwed my parlay over, but I do mm. feel sorry for them because they're one of their best players will miss some time with an ankle injury. So if you're thinking about betting this week, just keep that in mind for TCU. Also, Northwestern is dangerously close to creeping in to those to top, the top 20 ratings. Five, 25, they are not 25. in it yet. I <clears> thought <throat> they were going to be, okay. which could potentially be the kiss of death for this program that is hopeless. Um, okay. So here we are. Well, let's yeah. end on that. I'm on a high. You're on a medium. And I am just cautious. I've been course. burned so many times You've that I burned. just am, I'm I'm um I'm deciding yeah. how much I want to I want to dive in. I've got a burn right there from a curling iron. Um, mm. Next week, please, re- you will count on 20 minutes on Rihanna, and I think we should both come with what we would like the set list to be. So lots to look forward to the prop bets, all the exciting things. I got to figure out what my Super Bowl play. Are. I don't even know yet. Um, we got to get. Super Bowl, you were pregnant. This is the first Super Bowl you can drink at in a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got to get Eddie out of here. I'm so happy to see you all. You are all my Taylor Sirianis. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with In Between Super Bowl Week. Lots of Pro Bowl coverage. <laughs>